0: Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common
1: sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, welcome to Dose of Leadership. So happy you're tuning in. Let me ask you a question. Are you doing what you were born to do right now? you're honest most of us would probably say no we're all seeking it seems like I know I've got a yearning in my belly I have for a long time a gnawing of pursuing something bigger than myself and we all seem to find it somehow or at least get an idea what we should be doing in our own time but if you're actively and intentionally seeking it out you're going to get there sooner than later my next guest Adam Force he's the founder and publisher of Change Creator this was a question that was gnawing him for a very long time. He had worked 15 years in the professional business world, 10 plus uh, over at WebMD, building strategies for them and for other brands around the world, such as Walgreens, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, Dove, CVS, Purina, and many, many more. He's an entrepreneur at heart, though. And uh, he went on a trip into Costa Rica and uh, kind of had an aha moment and realized he should be doing something more with his life. He started asking himself, what was he going to be doing in the next 10 years? Around 2010, social entrepreneurship or the idea of using entrepreneurship to change the world caught his attention. It's the whole idea of using your entrepreneurial skills to innovate new ideas and solve all the world's problems or at least tackle some of the most meaningful problems. And I love that idea. I love the concept of entrepreneurship deeper than just for the sake of making money. I mean, it is about making money because with making money, you can change the world. That's the whole idea behind it. And Adam understands that concept. And with that, he created uh, Change Creator. And that's how I found him. And uh, just an engaging conversation. Uh, He has a podcast too, but he has this, it's really a magazine, it's a website. And he does conversations, interviews, highlights those entrepreneurs, those people who are tackling those issues and using their gifts, their talents, their leadership skills to do something bigger than themselves. And I just love that idea. And so I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation with Adam. It was a real treat to have him on my show. And uh pay attention to the mindset behind uh his entrepreneurial journey. Again, it's the same type of mindset when we're talking about leaders, what we're going to do. It doesn't matter if You know, even if you're in an organization in a business and you're not going to create your own business, the concepts are still the same because you can make a tremendous impact within your organization. That is one of my biggest um, kind of uh, pet peeves or things I'm more passionate about is getting people to understand how much influence they have inside their organization. doesn't matter what your position, doesn't matter what your title is you can make a tremendous impact because we have way more influence than we give ourselves credit for. And Adam gets that. Adam understands that. So listen to the mindset, the engaging conversation that Adam and I have about those nuggets, about how all of us can do something to start to change the world or at least are part of it. All right. This show is brought to you by my Legacy Leader Blueprint course. I just finished up my 15th uh, organization, signed up two more last week. Where these organizations are taking teams of five to ten of their individuals, their folks, through my Legacy Leader Blueprint course. Twenty videos spread across four modules, five videos in each module. It takes about an hour to get through one module, but I usually give an organization, a team, a couple weeks to watch the videos, and then I meet with them virtually, or if I'm close enough to you, I will meet with you personally for an hour and a half over lunch to talk about each of the modules. So it's 20 videos and over six hours of interactive facilitation and group coaching with me. So it's a great opportunity to introduce leadership concepts, a culture of leadership in your organization. Great team building exercise, and it doesn't break the bank. I work around your schedule, $350 per seat. It's a great way to get quality leadership training uh, that works around your schedule, and it doesn't break your budget. You can find out more at doseofleadership.com and click on the Legacy Leader Blueprint link in the menu item. And you can look at a video to see what's inside uh, the modules where all the uh, videos reside. And you can also read some testimonials there. All right, doseofleadership.com, Legacy Leader Blueprint. All right, here's my great and engaging conversation with the one and only Adam Force from Change Creek. Well, Adam, finally, I've got you on the show. Welcome to Dose of Leadership. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Happy to uh, join.
1: Yeah, so sorry that uh, I've been... Um, we we've, we've tried this a couple of times, and because of my scheduling snafus, it hasn't happened. But thank you for your patience, and it's glad to finally have you here, man. I love what you're doing. I love your um, story, and we're gonna get into that in a minute. But I just love. Let me just say out front, your your initiative, your enthusiasm, the fact that you want to take entrepreneurship and and turn it turn it towards good and and purpose in people's lives, all of that, man, I just love what you're doing. So thanks for coming on the show. We're
0: flipping the script, man. We're going to flip the script and change the game. I mean, you know, it's interesting because it's just the direction of the world really at the moment. Right. So it's kind of like, um, you look at the data and you're seeing how behaviors and attitudes are changing. And I'm always the kind of guy that likes to get to the root. And I'm like, well, why is that? Like, why is that all changing? Why are more people becoming, you know, self-directed you know, creating these unicorn roles as leaders and um, you dig into it and there's just a lot of interesting conditions around the world that are kind of instigating those things. And so there's just this big transition happening. So we're kind of like riding that wave and we're going to say, hey, let, this is where it's going. Get on board.
1: <laughs> you I'm, know, I'm with you. You know, and I think I, I, I have I was having this conversation with my daughter a few weeks ago. She's 20. She's about to be turn, turn 21. And she's kind of in this, she's kind of drifting, kind of trying to find her way, which I completely understand. And oh, yeah. she's frustrated. I'm like, look, you've got plenty of time. I said, try everything. I'm, I'm, I'm telling her all the time, try everything. Surround yourself. You know, she goes, well, I like this, and but I just don't know. And she finds a way not to connect. Right. And I'm like, this is mm. the best time in the history of the world, I think, to be alive. I, I really do. I think it's, it is the absolute most opportune time to be alive in the history of the planet. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, it certainly isn't a bad time. Things are evolving quickly. And, um you know, it's the technology's booming. We're more connected than ever. It has its ups, it has its downs. But I think you're right. The It's kind of like opening up the wild, wild west again, right? It's yeah. like you had the industrial boom, but now we've got this tech boom where you can create unique jobs and you can make money doing things that you never could have before so you're right the, the doors are wide open and it's coming down to the creativity the innovation and I guess ambition of whoever is you know running their own life it's like so yeah you're right there's just a lot of opportunity out there and and we're seeing it happen right we're seeing just for example um, one of the statistics I love is that I don't know if you know the GEM report. It's the General Entrepreneur Monitor. Okay. So they did a report in 2017. They've been doing this for like 20 years. And they said, in the U.S., 27 million working-age Americans are starting to Run new businesses, and that's a 16-year high. So it's already telling you like the direction. It's it's happening. There's more entrepreneurs. They're creating their own life. They're not just job seekers. They're job creators, and it's really exciting.
1: That is exciting, and you know, and I think a lot of time, the more that I kind of unplug from the the traditional sources of information, the more I found that people were doing this. There's so many stories of people doing life changing, life altering. Um, positive things that aren't getting covered, right? I mean, if, you, if yeah. you look and you find it, you see it and it's almost overwhelming. And that, that isn't, that, that is an awesome, that is an awesome statistic. And, uh, that's encouraging. It's it, on the flip side. It, it seems though this technology, this opportunity, it seems to have created more anxiety, more division. Um, and certainly a lot of well, what am I supposed to do? It's overwhelming. It's not me. Um, it seems like there are so many people, and I'm using my own example with my daughter and even myself, like, well, how do I get connectedness? How do I find that purpose, that drive, that why, what and I'm then, supposed yeah. to do on this planet? We're still struggling trying to find out what we're meant to do, right?
0: It's not always easy, you know, it's, um, and people can have more than one thing that they're interested in. So, you know, I think that this is kind of the new direction. And I like to, I always say this to my team, and I, I think I have to make a TED Talk with this title, which is Learning to Survive again. And (laughs) what I mean by that is because of what we talked about before of how everything is changing so dramatically, you know, it's no longer you're born into the world and you just go to school, get a job, get married. You know, we've all heard the cookie cutter linear path, right? We know how to be a doctor. We know how to be a lawyer. But now as the doors have opened, we have this internet, we have, you know, online business world, communication is changing, marketing is changing. It's, well, now how do I make my own way? How do I make a money make money and learn to survive again? Like this is a new thing. It's it's no longer linear. It's completely all over the place and you have to be prepared to go up and down and kind of figure things out now. So it's kind of like the wild, wild west again.
1: Yeah. But on, on one hand, that's so uh, refreshing in a sense because yeah. the, the opportunities... Really are boundless. I was watching a show on Netflix with um, my youngest daughter last night. We kind of found it. We always like to find new shows and it's one I think someone, I think it's called Someone Feeds Phil. Anyway, it's Phil Rosenthal who started, uh, everybody loves Raymond, I think. But yeah, it's, okay. it's one of those shows where it doesn't sound unique on the, on the front end where, um, he goes to, to different countries and just kind of blends in with the crowd and finds out what everybody's eating. It's a kind of a food show. It yeah. is a food show and he goes in, but it, it, on this, when he goes deeper, it's deeper than that. You know, he went to Thailand and he went to Vietnam and he's going and he's showing these kind of like just way back and connecting with families and people and this and that. And that's what I loved about the show. Looking at the food was great, but it was more the connection with people. And it's like, you know, you just wouldn't know that unless you kind of dove in and just kind of experience that life. And that's kind of what I want to do. I mean, that's why I created Dose of Leadership. That's why you've probably created Change Creator, because you wanted to add value or do something that would at least change your part of the world. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. So you kind of, you know, I worked at WebMD for 10 years. I was director of strategic marketing and I had, I loved that job. It was a good position, good company, um, you know, very credible. And, you know, after 10 years, it's, you kind of get to the point where you're just like, well, what am I going to be doing ten years from now? Is right. it the same thing? And you start thinking, well, if I don't change my trajectory and do something different, um, I will be doing the same thing—just working for someone else, doing this—and and it's not what I wanted personally. Um, so that's where I started just exploring the idea of social entrepreneurship. That was the label at the time um, that stood out, and and there was no, there were no magazines like Change Creator. Um, there were no courses in the major universities or anything um and so you know after a lot of trial and error with several businesses i started i finally came to the conclusion of change creator and decided i'll make the first magazine for the purpose-driven entrepreneur Um, and i make it my own definition so you know a social entrepreneur is somebody that's kind of shifting the equilibrium of an entire system like the muhammad unises of the world and that's um of tough definition And, you know, change creator, I'm just saying, listen, we need more conscious people who are creating these lifestyles. Now forget the idea of business. It's a lifestyle that is doing something you care about. And of course the money comes in to support that lifestyle. And so a change creator is defined as, you know, a leader that helps create a just and sustainable world through purpose-driven work that has a social mission. So it's as simple as that, right? Just start making decisions that are conscious figure out how to support something you're passionate about and play for something bigger than yourself.
1: I love that. I, I love all of that. I mean, I think where, where people sometimes I think get stuck though is like, well, I don't have the money to do that. What do you say yeah. to that? I mean, cause it's always, it seems like we always stop ourselves because we get afraid of the capital that's involved or not having the capital, or maybe we find ourselves, man, we're so entrenched. I've been working in the corporate arena for 20 years. <laughs> I got a mortgage. I got college. I got weddings. Mm-hmm. I got all this stuff. It's crazy, Adam. I can't just pick up and go to Costa Rica and find myself. I mean, what do you say? To
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I say, yeah. I mean, listen, this is a common challenge and there's nothing wrong with working for somebody else. Um, you can find jobs to, in the beginning, right? So you have this mission, right? You want to do something different. You want to change it up, but you can't just flip the switch and be like, I'm leaving yes. my job. We all know this. Right. You do have kids, you have mortgages, all these things. Money, unfortunately, is a major factor in your life. So I, my answer is you're going to have to suck it up and basically straddle two jobs. You're going to have the job. So the only way you can get funding right now is to do work because no one's going to invest in just your idea unless you have the next iPhone, right? So, right. you know, you're going to have to get a job and you have to think of it as, This is my funding and what my real life mission is, is this other idea that I'm pursuing. But right now that money will keep funneling in. Listen, years, I woke up at four o'clock in the morning. I was working, like I said, for 10 years at WebMD, but for six of those years, I was in Philadelphia and I had to take a train to New York and back every day. And so for me to do a job on the side, I had to wake up at sometimes 3.30 in the morning and then work at night when I got back and it was exhausting and it was hard but I knew there was something else I wanted to do. And creating this magazine to give people a tool that I never had and to give exposure to all the amazing entrepreneurs out there that are changing the world and deserve exposure, that was so important to me. And it played in my wheelhouse of publishing because I worked at WebMD. Um, You just got to do it, man. And it's not going to last forever. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. So you're gonna have to self fund yourself.
1: Yep, I love that. I love that whole concept, and it's and it's exactly where I'm at here today. I've talked about it on the show. I mean, I'm that's why I'm working at American Airlines as a pilot. It's why I went back because of the funding. But at the same time, all I do, my passion, my interest, is this leadership change creation, helping people find their leadership vision. So I get it, yeah. and 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 I, I I'm with you. I mean, there are times. Even this week, I woke up and I'm like, oh, when am I going to be able to pull away from this American Airlines job? It's yep. a great job. It's a great gig. It pays well and mm-hmm. it gives me a lot of freedom, but it's not my purpose, right? And so I, I encourage everybody like what you said. What you said was very, it gave me goosebumps because it, it 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 speaks to where I'm at right now and I know a lot of my listeners are there. And that's yeah. what's so great about Change Creator. I mean, that's why I think, I know that's why it resonated with me and why I brought you on the show because it's like, yeah, it speaks to me. There are, and, and to your point, and I think you would say the same thing. I mean, you looked at yourself and you just – I think a lot of times we wait for the checklist or the perfection. And just like on this story, I woke up one morning and I got hit with an epiphany and I emailed 70 people to do the show. And I made up the name of the show as I'm typing the email to the people to come onto my show, if that makes sense, <laughs> Right. So I didn't it do a funny. I didn't do a site survey on or a you know, <clears throat> what's the best name for a show. I just picked dose of leadership literally as I'm typing the email to my first person to that's come fine. on the show. And so it's sometimes I don't know, sometimes good enough is good enough, right? I mean I think that's yeah, the point. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, sometimes something comes to you in the spur of the moment and you just run with it.
1: Yeah. Well, what, what's, how, let's go back to your story. I kind of in, in Jess said we, you know, went yeah. to Costa Rica and you've, you kind of found yourself and, and that show I was watching last night about the food, it kind of reminded me, I was like, I want to go and, and immerse myself in a culture and experience it. Um, I can't tell you how many people too that I've, I've talked to who've kind of, I don't know, found a new purpose as they got away from their rat race. So they got away. They went into a different culture and just kind of immersed yeah. themselves and something happened. Is that what happened to you? Um, you know, slightly. So, you know, we went out to Costa Rica, as I said,
0: I was working in WebMD. um, And we were living in New York City, then we lived in Jersey City, then we lived in Philadelphia. And my wife and I were in the very high paced environments. um, And it's stressful. And we were traveling a lot and all these things. So we needed an escape. And we're like, let's disconnect. Like, I don't, I'm not looking for the fancy hotel. I'm not going to, you know, whatever that, you know, those types of luxury resorts or anything. I want to go somewhere that's quiet and different and away from all the chaos. Yeah. So we finally decided to go out to Costa Rica and we found this remote little villa off a dirt road. And honestly, it was just like time for self-reflection, man, because I right. felt like it was in another world. And it was, I mean, I felt very foreign to me. And like, I was like, wow, I feel like just, it was so different. It's very difficult to describe, but it was refreshing. And the only thing that was around me was just the sounds of, you know, nature, ocean, there was no cities or people that were too close around. And I just had asked myself these questions. Okay. And that's where I decided to, you know, change my truth. I was like, I have to start taking action. If I don't want to be doing what I'm doing right now in the next five or 10 years, then I have to start doing different things every day so that I can change course. And it's not going to be easy, but let's start now. Right. So there was, I was in motion. I, that was the name of my, um, my publisher's note in the last magazine with Muhammad Yunus. I said in motion, because once you make the decision, you're in motion, you start taking small steps, big steps, whatever it is, but the wheels are in motion and you're on your way. Right. Um, and that's how it happened for me. But to your point, you know, I interview all these guys and I got to say 80% of them do immerse themselves in a culture, which gives them an experience that inspires their business idea. And that's why we have a travel section in the magazine. Um, and you know, I, I encourage people to get out there, see what other people's lives are like, you know, get in, embrace the differences and see, you know, how they live. Even Billy Parrish on the in our second magazine, he, he was in Yale and he hiked the Himalayas on a glacier. And he was so inspired when he saw it melting that he quit Yale and decided to start the largest youth movement for climate change. And then he started a solar company. His whole life changed, but you know it was based on that inspiration. So I do think it's an important part is that experience in life.
1: Well, it's it's all about changing the perspective because everything yeah. everything changes when when you broaden your perspective or you get the bigger picture. And um, I think even talking with my daughter and even my experiences myself, I mean, obviously, I think a lot of it changed for me when I travel and I see different cultures when I was in the Marine Corps traveling all around the world and seeing <clears> how blessed we are uh, compared to um, um, so many, you know, what we're used to. And I right, think
0: the underserved populations, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, like Muhammad Yunus says, he's like, when you are well off, you're born into like, you know, the U S with a good family and all that stuff, opportunities, you're like a magnet for opportunity. But right. when you're born in these other areas, it's like a, a deflector for opportunity. Opportunity does not, is not attracted to you. It's very difficult. Um, and so you can't help if you, but have like, in part of great leadership is having great empathy because you have to understand the people around you and what's going on in the world. And when you have that empathy, you can make good decisions yeah. and you can help shift the way things are, which is not an easy thing because it's culture, man. Like it's, it's been ingrained, you know? Yeah.
1: I love that you said that it's absolutely true. I mean, the, the fact of having this emotional quotient, this muscle exercising the EQ side of you having that empath, empathetic nature um, is tantamount to successful leadership. I, we talk about it a lot here on the show. I can't agree with you more. And the only way that you can, well, first of all, you've got to be in love with the idea or the, the act of leading. You got to be in love with the act of leading, not the idea of leading. And I think a lot of times we're in love with the idea of leading. We're in love with the idea of entrepreneurship, promoting our business, but you have to be in love with the act of it. And the act of it is pretty gritty and crimey. It's, mm-hmm. it's dirty. Um, it's hard work. Um, it demands a great deal of tenacity, uh, but at the same time, it's the only way that you can achieve the resurrection power that comes with that. That's the only way, and, and and to do that, you've got to be in love with the act of it, which means you have to love people. Even though people frustrate the hell out of you, um, you have to be in love with the idea of sacrificing yourself so that they can prosper.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. You have to be willing to, like Tony Robbins says in our interview, is play for something bigger than yourself. And when you find things that, you know, frustrate you, it could be plastic pollution, it could be, you know, bullying in school, whatever it might be, you know, you're going to take an action now as a leader in that space. And you're going to naturally be authentic and genuine when you talk to people about it. And that will, that will resonate with people. More so than starting a profit based company just because and talking about it where you're going to try to create authenticity, but it's not natural, right? So like having that natural passion and alignment to something that's important to you is very sustainable over time. And that's why like this magazine, I mean, the whole idea here is. We are exposing you not only to Muhammad Yunus and Tony Robbins' expertise, but we also have the spotlight in there where it's people with startups that are five years or less, and we're showing you how they found their ideas, how they got started, how are they getting funding, and we want to not only inspire them to participate in addressing certain problems and categories, but also learn how people are doing these things, because they have the same struggles, you know? Mm -hmm. How do I get the money? How do I get started? How do I make a business plan? Remember, this is like that new Wild West, the non-linear path. And so we have to learn from people who have already done it. And this magazine is essentially your mentor.
1: Yeah, and that's what I love about it. You're right. The magazine, the podcast, it, it, and you said the key word there, it's rooted in authenticity. There's so much out there on the internet when we're talking about entrepreneurship in the business space, you know, the the kind of cookie cutter. Hey, right. let me show you how to make, I made all this money. Let me show you how I made all this money. And it's just its just kind of sugar-coated, candy, plastic, banana, good time rock and roll feel. But it's, it, it's the authentic piece that I think is, is – that's what I love about your stuff. You're right. There's this level of authenticity. Let me show you the peek behind the curtain. Let me open up my heart and show you what's really involved. Yeah, it's gritty, grimy, but man, there's nothing more rewarding than this. That's what I love about your stuff
0: thanks man yeah you nailed it you nailed it. i think that that's it you're talking about people that are out there and you're seeing wow so you can make money doing these things but how do you do it and man they're so passionate and they're so happy in their life look at maggie doyne who i interviewed her story for she runs the company blink now it's amazing i mean this girl left high school (laughs) and she moved to nepal and she was inspired by this one little girl And this little girl smiled at her every day. She had like, you know, she was obviously, you know, under uh, served and, you know, in a a developing country, which is Nepal. And it changed the way Maggie thought. And Maggie's idea was, how do I just help this one little girl? And that's an important thing people need to realize when they have these new ideas. Take your idea, learn how you're going to help someone and just help that one person, maybe two. If your idea works, you start scaling it up. So don't overwhelm yourself. Just naturally and genuinely try to help someone with your idea. And so after she helped that one girl, she has been skyrocketing ever since, getting funding, building schools out there. Just it's intense. It's amazing.
1: That is amazing. And that's great advice, right? I mean, it's like she's playing to that one little girl. That one little girl obviously is her niche. But that's that's where the authenticity is involved in it. Instead of sitting down and trying to think, I'm going for, you know, Mark, the 35-year-old she says, this is my purposes. I want to help this little girl.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. It's a world of a difference because what have the biggest difference in this is not just the business models. Yes. There's differences and things like that. When you add an impact portion to your business model, but it is also just when you, uh, when you approach something with certain intentions, you will start making different types of decisions and the decision making really separates the Purpose-driven entrepreneur from the economic entrepreneur, Mm. which is more conventional, right? So it's the decisions you make, the reasons and intentions behind it, and the outcomes that you are envisioning. You
1: know, at the expense of, and sometimes we can say like it it is purpose-driven versus economic, and not necessarily one is better than the other. But I guess I find myself, particularly doing the show, and even and, and even when I'm coaching and getting coached myself. It is all around the, the the purpose and the why, why we even exist. Um, yeah, yeah. I think if we if you don't do that, and I don't know, I, I'm curious what you think about this. Because I think the problem is like with the rat race, I think why we get stuck and why we think we have to do the the kind of economic or the traditional yeah. sense is because we get our validation or at least we're kind of poisoned in thinking that our, our validation is based on um, what other people think of us. So we want everybody to like us and then what we accomplish. And so, yeah. and, and those are the two things that get us stuck in that, that hamster wheel rat race that we can, we, it's hard to get out of because if you're constantly seeking one validation from others and number two, what it is you accomplish, then you're always, you're going to be an approval addict instead of, instead <laughs> of, instead of trying to have a purpose driven life. I don't know. What are your thoughts when, when you hear me say that?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people, I mean, that's culturally embedded, right? With everything mm-hmm. that's going on. So you have to realize all the everyday stimulus about how you should look, how you should behave, how you should, um, you know, do work. That is all told to us. And so, so, you know, we naturally lean into those things as being what's most important. So the other part of it, though, is the fact that, um you know uh I just lost my thought right there is another thought here and you were talking about that um ah man I had a good thought on it and I lost it well you're saying
1: you were saying that you know it's culture embeds this this idea into us that we have to be you know look <laughs> a certain way we have to achieve yes. a certain thing to achieve um, the happiness piece.
0: Yeah. But I had another thought to piggyback off it and it'll come back to me. It'll have to come back to me because I totally lost it. But you're right. People don't look for validation. Oh, oh, you know what it was? It was the fear factor. You have to realize when, when we are taught how to grow up and get a job and do all these things, this is what we know and this is what is comfortable. So people have a certain level of complacency and it's very scary to step into the unknown and to say, you know okay i can do this you know and what if i lose this money what if you put $2000 10000 into a business and you lose it can you accept that loss and move on most people are too afraid to take the risk and they would rather continue with what they already know yeah. um and that's a challenge and that's a challenge you know i have faced in my life and i think many other people do so the culture does in, like ingrain the validation factors and all those things but it's also what you know and being afraid of the unknown.
1: Well, and that's what's so great about studying, you know, what we're talking about here in terms of leadership and entrepreneurship and a purpose-driven life. Um, and and as you study, and you know this from from talking to people who have achieved great deals of significance in their life, yeah. it, that that fear and uncertainty never goes away. It's part of the the price of admission towards a life of significance, <laughs> that's right? right? It doesn't go away. And so if it doesn't go away, then and, and that's normal. I mean, my big aha moment on this show was when I talked to. Steve Forbes and I asked him about this specific thing about fear, and he laughed at me. He says, "I woke up this morning, you know, believing I'm an imposter. If people find out that I'm not, you know, you know. <laughs> and and I'm imposter like, syndrome. What? Yeah, you know, everybody has imposter syndrome, particularly yeah. the, the the people who are trying to achieve great things. You know, they're and so okay. If the fear and uncertainty never goes away, then there's always going to be a dragon to slay." I'm going to stop spending my resources and trying to prevent dragons. I'm going to spend my time and resources and becoming a dragon slayer. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. I mean, I think that's a good way to think about it. You're right. The fear never goes away. And just like, you know, the fear, you know, the problems, you can have a startup and you're like, I don't have funding. I got all these problems. And, but then even when you get 5 million, now you got $5 million problems and fears of losing (laughs) the entire business. So it's always there, but it's coming down to, How do you learn how to embrace it and use it as a motivator and accept things? And I always tell people too, I'm like, if you did X, Y, and Z, and you're afraid to lose that money or make this, think about all the possible outcomes. You can not try and nothing will happen. Or you can try and you fail, but you learn a huge life lesson and get a lot of experience. Or you succeed and you make huge steps in progress. But either way, if you try, it's progress.
1: That's right. And failure, and, and if you believe that, if you adopt that philosophy, then failure becomes a nonsensical word. What does it even mean? Exactly. You're mean- never
0: failing. You're you're making progress.
1: Right. That's so. I mean, that is. Um, the philosophy we need to embrace. It becomes – I think everything can change in your life if you realize two Mm -hmm. things. First of all, that you're always one decision away from dramatically changing your life. One decision. You're from dramatically changing your life. And second of all, if you stop worrying about being wrong, if you just stop worrying about being wrong, your whole life can be transformed. And it's easier said than done, but if if you break it down to those two simple concepts, hey – you know, your life can be completely different, but you have to take action too. I mean, just because the fear and uncertainty is going, at some point you have to take the step off the ledge. You have to leap without the parachute. Yeah. And damn it. That's freaking scary.
0: It's a hundred percent true. And here's the thing too. People have to realize, so anybody listen, it's like, you know, you start taking these steps and always start small, right? Like get your feet wet. But at the end of the day, you have to put yourself out there and you never know what opportunities are going to fall into your lap. You know, so I'll just give a quick example. The reason we were able to connect with Muhammad Yunus was not because we had a plan to reach out to Muhammad Yunus. Um, so, the great example is we went to SOCAP, which is an impact investment uh, conference, one of the biggest in the country. And it was in September 2017. While our team was out in San Francisco, we were there for the conference. That was it. But then we found out that Muhammad Yunus was speaking at the Commonwealth Club. And so we reached out. It was like a hundred bucks a ticket and we were able to, it was sold out, but we were able to get in as media. We connected with their publicist. Long story short, we interviewed them. We put them on the cover of the magazine and it all happened, but only because we went out to this conference, yes. we put ourselves out there. The opportunity, the next opportunity kind of fell in our lap, right?
1: Yeah. I love that story. And it, it resonates with me deeply. I mean, people ask all the time, like, well, how did you get so-and-so on the show? And I don't mean to be flipping about it, but I said, I just simply asked. You know, and, and, (laughs) and the ask isn't, it isn't formulaic. I mean, sometimes I reach out on Skype. Sometimes I, I, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm in a conference and I bump into somebody. Somebody's there and I find a publicist. I find ways, right? I connect with the chair. It's different every single time, but at least you try to, try to connect and, and take, take the first step. I think, I think, uh, it happens
0: all the time too. Like you can connect with someone, then all of a sudden they refer you and this exactly. happens. I did a Harrow request, you know, help a reporter out. I did a request. Yeah. I ended up getting interviews with, you know, the top legal counsel over at B Corporation, um, one of the leading uh, trends experts, Daniel Levine. It was all a byproduct, but it was not my intention. But like the 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 point I'm trying to make is if you're not taking certain actions, like you you, you don't get these opportunities. So you like look back and you're like, man, I never would have had this happen if I didn't do this, if <laughs> right. I didn't do that, right?
1: And how many people? It's amazing when I, if I look at the, when I've talked to people, and what's always inspired me is well, invariably, almost everybody I ask who's, who's achieved a certain level of purpose driven significance, they almost invariably say, man, I had no idea I would be doing what I'm doing today. Exactly. But the, exactly. But, but they said the reason why they're there is because when they were faced, presented with opportunities. They always said yes and try to figure the details out later. And, and I think that is the Absolutely. key. Right. Yeah.
0: Yep. Hey, listen, Change Creator has changed over the years. Uh, you know, it's been two years now and we have changed a lot. We pivot. We learn. We pivot. We change our narrative a little bit. You know, we were all about social entrepreneurship in the beginning. And I'm stepping away from the terminology social entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're just getting into, we, we want to normalize the concept of just entrepreneurship. And we we're saying purpose-driven and mission-driven and things like that, but it's not just about shifting the equilibrium of a system. It's about being a leader, creating a, a sustainable world. You know, it's just taking those actions and we're just kind of flipping the script a little bit and not trying to label it in such a, you know, um, narrow way.
1: Yeah, I know. I love it. And I think that's why it, it. I know this is why that your stuff resonated with me is because it it comes down to the tenacity um the hard work and the authenticity i mean that those are the things that resonate with with what you're trying to do I mean it's right. exactly what i mean that's that's i i think I know that's how I've pivoted this show too I mean I think in the beginning it was about you know corporate leadership and everything, but now it's like it's it's right. really about dealing with limiting beliefs and, and self-doubt and taking that, <laughs> exactly take, and taking yeah, that I love leap that. because everybody has to deal with it. and that is a center of leadership I, to me i think this and i and i almost use the words leadership and entrepreneurship synonymously because if you're going to be a, a great entrepreneur you're going to have to at some point understand what leadership is and to me leadership is about I mean, it really comes down to to, uh, to love and, and and empathetic and again sacrificing yourself so others may Thrive, And that's to me is what you're talking about here with social, you know, I hate to use the word, but social entrepreneurship to me that is or change creator is, is leadership, sacrificial love to try to make the campsite better than you found it. That's really what it boils down to. Right? It really
0: does. It, it's it's kind of like you boil it down into a simple concept, um, but it has like a huge deep ocean of, you know, information yeah. and, and depth behind it, you know, but it is a simple concept that upfront.
1: Yeah. Making the campsite better than you found it and and, and underneath and under that umbrella is a, a lot of richness and a lot of um, again, you can't escape the hard work and the tenacity that's required for this but man, the only way that you can and I use the word resurrection power because I feel that that's what happens when you tap into a purpose-driven life right, right. It's a res. there's a yep. resurrection power that comes with that and again making the campsite better than you found it i don't know
0: well listen you're going to hear from every every great leader around the world tony robbins ariana huffington you know whoever it is it could be the dalai lama they're all going to tell you you know stop wasting your time with these false missions for profit um you know you can't buy the happiness um money will come if you're doing something that you're passionate about give it time put your your energy into it and play for something bigger than for, than yourself i mean when you do that your happiness goes up um and it's just something that is constantly pounded by the most successful people in the world and i think we just got to take a little uh, a tip from them
1: <laughs> you know? I, I think you're right well i think have you ever read um Stephen Pressfield's uh, "The War of Art." Have you ever read that before?
0: I, I've some of it. I never finished it. The Art of War. You mean? No, no,
1: not the Art of War. Not Sun Tzu. Not the Art of War. But Stephen oh, Pressfield. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, the no, war, then I have not. The War of Art. And no. it, and when I coach people, I have them read this book, and it's really for it's. I think it was intended for creatives, but Stephen Pressfield. I came across him when I was in the Marine Corps because he wrote a lot of. Um, the Marine Corps loves him because um, this book uh, Fields of, uh, I think it's. Gates of Fire, Fields of, I can't remember the name of it, it escaped me, unfortunately. Mm. But it's about the a, a fictionalized historical fiction book on the Battle of Thermopylae, right? The three hundred people, three hundred Spartans that held off, you know, um yeah. Persia in that and the gates of th- or gates of Thermopylae. But anyway, <laughs> so he um his book the whole book of the war of art is about this idea that we have this calling we have this purpose that we sh- we're almost obligated the universe is, has obligated us to to pursue and if we don't pursue it we sh- as he puts it we shame the universe we shame the angels But the problem is, is when you're giving some sort of purpose driven, something that's, you know, a a plane above to where you're at, it almost seems impossible that there's going to be this resistance that's going to try to stop you. Whatever force that is, you can believe whatever it is. You know, it doesn't matter, religion or whatever. There's an actual force that's trying to prevent you from doing that. And that's where Mm -hmm. all this fear and uncertainty comes in. And his point is, is if you do the work anyway and you work through that fear and uncertainty, the universe has to shift. It has to move because you're and it will reward you in some fit form or fashion. And I just right. love that kind of concept and that idea. And, and a lot of what you're doing at Change Creator kind of speaks to me about that. That If you do the work anyway, at some point the universe has to shift because you're making a new space.
0: I love that. And I think it makes complete sense. And I'm really corny and I always think about life as like an algorithm. And, and I think similarly, it's like if you keep doing if you keep using the same algorithm, you get the same results. But if you start changing certain variables and you're consistent, you're going to get different results, right? So yeah. to your point, if you're willing to keep fighting through and do something that's different and keep pushing and not re- revert back to what, what is, what was before you're right. You're going to get different results. The universe is going to respond
1: and it does. It has to. And <clears throat> you read a lot of, um, Oh, I can't remember the name of this guy. This
0: Patrick Lencioni?
1: Well, Patrick, he's great too. <laughs> but there was this explorer that, um, he uh, was a mountaineer in the thirties. And long story less long is that he got into a, uh, when Hitler invaded Poland, um, he was put in a concentration camp for the remainder of the war. So it comes out of World War II or the, at the 1945. So he spent, you know, six, seven years <clears throat> in a concentration camp, okay. survived, but his, his whole body was just wrecked. And his whole purpose driven of exploring and climbing mountains and mountaineering and all that stuff was at the end. But he worked himself back up to he said, no, this is what I have to do. I do it. And he writes in his book, he journals this kind of comeback um, as he kind of go conquers the Himalayas. Um, And he this was in the 50s. And he wrote that and he wrote a passage in that book that said that, you know, when you set your when you set your sights on something of of your purpose, uh, all these seemingly impossible things start to fall into place, you know, because you're doing the work, you know. The, yeah. the, the call comes here, the the chance meeting with this person, the funding that comes from there. I mean, you still got to do the work, but because you're doing the work and making the universe shift, then these things start to come into play. And I, I, yeah. I, just, I love that. And there's plenty of examples of that. And you've probably even seen that in your life, too.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it happens all the time and. To your point, you're you're willing to keep pursuing these things, and you know things pop up, and you're gonna have your ups, you're gonna have your downs. It's it's by no means easy, you know, but it's not meant to be. And you know, as they say, if you're comfortable, you're not growing. So get uncomfortable, do something different, do the things that you would never do before. Um, you know, this is what makes your life change. And and don't be hesitant. In my mind, I talk about things with everybody, and that's kind of like my way of putting things out in the world, you know, because. Just like as an example, years ago, I used to get a, a car service from WebMD to go to certain client meetings and stuff. And the same guy would pick me up, and he was actually the owner of the business, and you know, he was a lawyer and all this other stuff. And we would get to talking, and I would tell him about things I was trying to do and all this stuff. Long story short, you know, years later, he reaches out to me, and he's like, "Hey, I know that you're looking to do X, Y, and Z. Do you want to help with this startup?" You know, and like I got involved with them for a while and stuff like that, but you put it out in the universe and you never know who's going to respond or share your story and connect you with someone else.
1: Yeah. I love it. Well, I love what you're doing, Adam. I mean, I I love change creator. I encourage all my listeners to go to his website, ChangeCreator.com, to listen to the podcast, to read the magazine, which I I, so love this. It's always, always something I wanted to do here at dose of leadership, have a magazine, have a podcast. Um, I love what you're doing. And the fact that it's only two years old, is just amazing and some of the people that you've interviewed from Tony Robbins to Neil Patel to Guy Kawasaki to uh, Ariana Huffington a great job man and how can people connect with you learn more about you and learn more about Change Creator
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you just go to changecreator.com. When you do the contact form, I'll get your note directly. Um, So I will always respond, but we also use, you know, we have a little pop-up. You'll see my smiling face. Hey, can I help you right there on the website? Um, You hit me up there. I will get back to you. So don't be hesitant to say what's up, ask questions, all those things. And also, you know, I want to throw out an offer for anybody that's listening. We're going to give a free one year subscription to the magazine um, we work really hard to make a good user experience. So it's on all devices right now, mobile phone, desktop, and we even offer now um, the
1: audio narration of feature articles for those guys on the go. Man, I love that, and what a generous offer! And I'm telling you guys, I mean – the Adam is the real deal. He's not the the hypey salesman you get on his list. He's not going to be bombarding you with with some <laughs> get rich quick scheme. I mean, this is no. all about inspiration. It's all about hope. It's about authenticity. It's about real life tactical um, inspiration to help you in your life and your leadership journey. So and I couldn't I couldn't recommend this uh, anymore. Uh, we appreciate I know, that yeah.
0: very, very much. Um, I'll share a link in like the little sign up code specific to you, your audience. Um, and yeah, that can go, I guess on your show notes or something. Yeah. That's we, cool. You
1: can go to the post dose of leadership.com and, uh, um, and click on uh, Adam's interview and in the show notes, there'll be a link uh, to all this and I'll send this link out to my list as well. I'll, cool. I'll email everybody on my internal email list. And so they'll have that as well.
0: Awesome, man. Um, well, if you, I really appreciate you having me here. This is a really fun conversation. And uh, yeah, man, reach out anytime. We're here to collaborate with people and help each other out. So, you know, yeah. I think we have a lot of similar, um, you know, thinking and values.
1: Absolutely. I'm glad to have you in the Dose of Leadership community. And it was an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. Uh, and thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it.
0: You got it, man. Take care.
1: Hey, thanks for tuning into the show. Go to richardryerson.com or doseofleadership.com fill out the contact page and reach out to me let me know where you're at your leadership journey also if you want access to my brand new online leadership course to help become a better leader go to LegacyLeaderBlueprint.com fill out your email and you gain access to a free 12-minute video that will reveal the top secrets of leadership and also show you how you can gain access exclusive access to my online leadership course that's LegacyLeaderBlueprint.com hope to see you on the inside thanks for tuning into the show